Welcome to the Mitch and His Dad podcast. I am Mitch Marzoni. Uh, with me, as always, is my dad. Now, uh, Dad, I know that um, right off the bat, I'm uh, the background. Normally, when we do this podcast, Dad can see my uh, my webcam, and I can't see him. And right now, he's a little creeped out because behind me is not my usual surroundings. It's not my apartment. Oh, you're not in your apartment. I am not in my apartment. My apartment is condemned due to fire. What? Yep. You had a fire in the building or just in your apartment? In the building, and it torched my apartment. Completely? No. Actually, uh, funny story. Uh, It didn't torch my apartment. It actually just torched part of my kitchen, but it burned everything beneath my apartment, so they're making me move out because uh, they need to rebuild. Uh, There's two sides of the building, and my side of the building... I don't know if this is coming over... The air like this, but you're breaking up a lot. Well, I'm trying not to, but... Uh, I mean, I can't really hear you breaking up every other word. All right, let me uh, let me check on that real quick, and let me let me see what's the... Uh, okay, me, now I'm going right. to pause the podcast and just see if it's the connection or if it's the recording. So hold on. Right. I think it's just the connection, because it sounds fine over here. Well, I, uh, it's aggravating because every other word is blocked out. Oh, okay. Um, I'm on a, I'm on, a, I'm in a hotel right now, so there's not a lot I can do about that. That's the, that's the hotel connection. So how long? So where are you going to get another apartment? I actually went looking for one today, and uh, and it's right next door, and uh, it looks fine. So I'm going to move in there. Uh, I'm waiting for my apartment people to give me my rent back and my deposit, which they said they would do. That's that's the agreement is uh, they want me gone because the apartment is condemned and it needs to be rebuilt, and uh, they'll give me my rent well, well, and my deposit Are they back. paying for your hotel? Uh, not tonight. They paid for it the last three nights, but not tonight. <laughs> and I would stay. I would have stayed just like with a friend or just in my old apartment, but I didn't want to miss the podcast, so I thought I should get a hotel with a Wi-Fi connection, and so I did. Okay, so that's the problem. That's the problem with the voice. It doesn't sound good because of that. That's yeah, because I'm in a hotel with the Wi-Fi. I'm also sick. I mean, I was sick. Uh, I started getting sick like Thursday or Friday, most like Friday. Friday, I, I didn't go to work. If anyone is listening to this, they're turning it off because you're not coming over very good. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I just checked the recording. We both came through fine. Yeah, well, it comes through fine in spurts. All right. Well, I don't know. On my Press end, push. it doesn't need an Internet connection. On your end, it does because I need to hear you through the Internet, but it records me locally. So Yeah. So, uh, well, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, where was it when the fire started? At home, sitting next to it. And it just started burning while you were sitting there? Yeah, I was home, and uh, and uh, all of a sudden, one of the lights went out in my kitchen, and I thought, that's weird. And I stood up, and I, and I, and I went over towards it, and then all of a sudden, it was like somebody put a fog machine under my cabinet. And they and they, and just shot up into my face all this smoke and I was like oh crap what is that 
And I ran to my front door, opened the door, and I saw the whole courtyard being filled with smoke and people yelling, fire. And I was like, oh, this is serious. So I turned around, and I was in the middle of a conversation with friends, and I was like, BRB, fire. And, uh, and, I, and I, just, I looked around for Bushka, and uh, he jumped into a closet. And I said, well, that's probably the safest place for him. I left the door wide open, and all the electricity went out. So I couldn't see anything like throughout the courtyard in my apartment. Anyway, it was pitch black, stumbling, and I jumped out to the street. And um, and then I went back in, and, and my cat was fine. All of my stuff they covered with plastic, so uh, nothing was burned, nothing was damaged. And it looked to me like it was no big deal. It looked like they punched a hole in my kitchen floor to put out the fire beneath, and part of one of my cupboards above that hole that they punched was torched. Uh, so I, in my head, I was like, okay, so put two new tiles in the kitchen floor, replace my cabinet, and let's get this show on the road. Uh, but, uh, my side of the building, the, there's a main pipe that goes through to all the apartments that delivers phone and, uh, power. And that pipe was melted, so all the cords are melted together. So they need to rewire all the apartments on my side of the building and uh, they need to rebuild uh, the kitchen area floor and the cabinet. And then the guys came in today while I was home and told me, well, there's smoke. It, it came up in between the walls because it's beneath your apartment. So it came up between the walls. They actually replaced the walls. And it'll take them four to five months. So, uh, all right, so we don't spend know. the whole time he's yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about the fire. By all means. But uh, how many, how many, are there other people that are having to move out to another apartment somewhere? Yeah, most of the complex has to move, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the apartments in the area and they're probably doing some heavy business, huh? Uh, Everybody's uh, moving out. Most of them went with um, other buildings that were owned by the same people that owned my building. Uh, I didn't do that. I just went today. I took the day off of work and I walked next door and I said, do you have any vacancies? And they said, yeah, we have this apartment here. It's 50 bucks more a month. It's only a six month lease, which is great. Um, because my manager said, we want you to move back in when we're done remodeling. Uh, so it actually is not as bad as it could be. Not nearly as bad as it could be. So I'm okay. So I'm okay. Well, I saw the movie of the year this weekend. Okay, please tell me. Black Swan. Oh, what's that about? Because I've heard the name, but I have no idea what that's about. It's got Natalie Portman, I think her name is. Yeah. Vincent Casal, who I really like. I hope he wins an Oscar. Uh, yeah, it was just a well-done movie. It was a, what they call a psychological thriller. She's a ballet dancer, and she has psych problems. She envisions things that aren't really there, and all that kind of stuff. But it was just uh, uh, it was just well done because it was the, 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 the intensity of it was continuing throughout. So you know, you had an emotional tie to it the entire movie. There was no calming down. It was constantly. Pressure on her, pressure on everybody. I mean, it was just, it was, it was very well done. It, I actually didn't, it didn't end exactly like I thought it would. I, I was thinking, well, this is a ending, but then it didn't really, it, it really wasn't. So, anyway, uh, 
I'll rank it right up there with the top three of the year, I would say, but I, I hope it wins because it was very entertaining. And Vincent Casal, that was your nose, not mine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Vincent Casal, uh, do you know who that is, by the way? I don't, actually, you, no. You don't know Vincent I'd look it Cassell? up, but I didn't want to ruin the shitty connection I already have by looking it up, so go ahead. Yeah. Well, he, uh, did you see Eastern Promises? Nope. Okay, you're not a movie guy. I, I thought I was. You watch him on TV, talk. or you... yeah, I didn't hear that. What was that? Uh, unless we talk, I think I am a movie guy. But then I talk to you, and I go, "No, I'm not. I'm not a movie guy." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that that's just something for the for the what audience. We, I, I wanted to talk to you about audiences. You wouldn't let me do it before you went on the thing, so we're going to have to do it live. Okay. Is there a way to? Uh, Tell how many people are listening or how many people are not listening, but, uh, yeah, listening. How many people are tuned in or whatever that is? Is there a way to do that? Normally, uh, there was an issue, uh, just a bad weekend all around. Uh, the site that we've been using for the podcast called Tumblr, uh, yeah. went, it went down like uh, the day after we did our last one. And then uh, it stayed offline for like two, three days. So uh, I tried to tell everybody, like, hey, if you miss it, please check it out. And so a few people checked it out kind of after the fact. So I'm sure we dropped a lot of numbers because people couldn't access it. Oh, well, that's not my question. My question is that that website keeps a count? Yeah, normally, yes. yes. Is that count available to me to look at? Uh, I could probably find a way to get you access, yeah. You could do what? I could probably find a way to get you access, yeah. Okay, so so the count has been running like what, 50, 28? Uh, per episode, yeah, I'd say probably like 50 or 100, you know. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, give or take. Okay, now, I've come up with something that I feel very comfortable doing. Okay. Uh, it's actually based on a book by a female writer, Nora Ephraim, who's a stark raven liberal, but that's another story. She's a good writer. She's directed and written many very good movies. Okay. Uh, you recall a, a, a phrase that Tony Soprano used mainly to do with her, with his mother, where he said, so-and-so is dead to me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that terminology could be used in my new thinking. Okay. What it is is at my age and experience in life at this point, there are certain people and things which I don't have room to think about. Okay. Okay? Right. Like things like any kind of rap music or musicians that do rap music or any kind of, you know, stuff like that. Anything to do with them. TV shows, award shows, articles in the paper, whatever. I don't have room, I don't have room in my life for it, so I'm out of my life dead to me, as Tony would say. Sure. Uh, there's probably going to be a number of these things as I start uh, using this process of ignoring numbers of things. Like, for instance, the Kardashians. Yeah. Well, 
I got to tell you, I don't want any part of them in my life, obviously, but I don't get it at all. Never did either. I mean, I don't even know. I, mean, I don't know what that's about. I don't know why we we're yeah. talking about them, but yeah. they are now out of my life. Yeah, dead, dead to, to me. You. Dead to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. There's going to be things passing by that I'm just going to, you know, I don't have, I don't have, basically I don't have room for it. That's the way F, F, uh, 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 Laura Efron puts it. She just doesn't have room for certain things, okay? Right. To me, I like to use the dead to me term, but it means the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think dead to I think that's a good, I think that's a good slogan. It's a good, yeah, it uh, it'd be a good weekly thing. Like, let me give you a short list of things that are dead to me now. Yeah, I mean, it's going to grow. The, the list will grow because uh, it's already grown just since I only started doing this on Sunday. And uh, <laughs> will you stop with the noise on the nose thing? I'm sorry. That, I'm trying to turn and sniffle. I'm like over here. Yeah, but you don't need to sniffle into the mic. I'm turning. I'm not trying to sniffle into the mic. I'm turning my head. <laughs> You can see me. I'm turning. It's very clear that I'm turning. You're not doing anything with what I'm seeing. You're just sitting there. All right. Well, I promise I'll All turn right, my so head. So we got the customer count out of the way and the dead to me out of the way and the Kardashians. See, I'm kind of jealous of that because I should have thought of that. I feel bad that I didn't because that would be a good thing to use on stage. Like the following things are dead to me. Um, Why can't you? So you can use that. Yeah, I just feel. Well, I guess now that it's on record, everybody knows. My dad said I could use "dead" to me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm actually with you on the Kardashians because uh, what little I, I really don't know anything about them or who they are or anything. The only reason, the first time I ever heard any how many of them, of them are there? I have no idea. But the first well, time, well, let's not I don't want to talk about them. They're okay. dead to me. Screw it. Right, right, screw off, it. I don't want. That's it. No, I don't yeah, want. I don't know. I have no idea. I really have no idea. I, okay. I just know them from now, porn. So go ahead. Any uh, the current once I get Wall Street Journal every day, and once a month they they publish a magazine that comes out stuffed into your Wall Street Journal. It's a very classy, high class, huge. It's called WSJ dot magazine. <laughs> Anyway, it's WSJ, meaning Wall Street Journal. Sure. And I just happened to be seeing this Vincent Cassell movie, and of course, and as they publicize these movies, the person in the movie obviously starts getting some publicity. So he's on the cover of WSJ, and there's an interview with him in here. He's a French guy, by the way. Sounds like and, it. Yeah, and, he, and he, he's just real good. Uh, and I've seen four of these movies they mentioned in this magazine. There's a very strange article in here. It's called, Like a Marriage, Only More Enduring. And it's actually about the richest man in the world, Warren Buffett, mm -hmm. and this woman that he plays bridge with, Sharon Osberg. Not Osborne. Osberg. Okay, just and making sure. I'm just because it's a Sharon Osborne. It could very well be the girl, but okay, go ahead. No, it's Osborne. It's a, this is not somebody who's a. This is a high level woman here. Hey, so is Sharon Osborne, if you know who that is. 
I don't know who that is. Okay. Well, you go If on. she's part of Izzy Gizzy or whatever his name is, then... Uh, that's yes, the she's married to Ozzy uh, Osbourne, but she was the one yeah, that... That's, that's, but that she, is that's absolutely dead to me. Really? Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later, but go ahead. Because I don't want to get right. around. Okay, go ahead. The Osbourne woman is describing how she first met Warren Buffett at his office. Mm-hmm. In Omaha. She uh, she said he had a theory that he wanted to figure out an unusual way to break the ice with her. So he threw these dice on the floor. And he insisted that, they, that she get on her hands and knees and roll dice with him on the floor. She laughed the whole time. She felt humiliated, but she had a really good time. The reason I'm bringing this up is <clears throat> Warren Buffett. You know, you know who Warren Buffett is. I I'm know, sure. I know Warren Buffett. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you picture a guy that's nearly 80 years old, and this woman is like in her 40s or 50s, I guess. Okay. Just looking at a picture. Uh, she'll get upset if she's not in her fifties after me saying that, and she, she's, I'm sure she's listening to us. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah, sure, Warren so, Buffett's going to buy our podcast next yeah, week. Warren Buffett and 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 and, and, and Miss Osberg. Uh, I think it's a little kinky myself. Uh, you know, there's something strange about that. A uh, guy worth two trillion million dollars, and uh-huh. he's in it. Quarters and he's on his floor on the hands and knees throwing dice with this woman that he's never met. Uh, this is, don't tell me, but this is unusual. Am I right or not? You said don't tell you. Yes, I think. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I, can, I, I absolutely, in fact, I don't know where you're going with it, but if I had to guess. I'm not going anywhere other than I wish I had been there just to see it. You know, I mean, yeah. be, Well, he wouldn't do it in front of you. I mean, this no, he wouldn't. I, but yeah. I mean, I still, you know, that's definitely a, that's definitely a courting kind of ritual. That's like uh, it's. It reminds me of the conversation you and I had not long ago uh, that we didn't air, wherein uh, I was talking about women I go on dates with, and you said you got to do something unique and special that they haven't done before. That's how you get them to. And I said I do that. I've I've driven. I've gotten in the car and driven them to San Diego for breakfast. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I've, I've gone to the, Hilton. the racetrack. The other weird yeah, thing about track. this is this interview <laughs> about this article is in the WSJ magazine, which is, you know, Warren Buffett is their hero. Anything Wall Street, you know what I mean? Where yeah. are you going? I'm just making sure my cat's okay. He's been through a lot lately. He's sleeping on the floor. He's fine. I'm just making sure he's still... I took him to the vet. He's fine. I just want to make sure that he's still fine. He's... He's surprisingly comfortable in this in this hotel, so I just want to make sure he's just comfortable uh, and making sure he's not, like, sick or anything. So, go ahead. Well, there's probably women that know you or know friends of yours that listen to this every now and then. Mm-hmm. They hear you talking about the cat in these loving, endearing terms. <laughs> and, they're saying, and they're saying to themselves, how could he possibly like the cat more than me? You know what I mean? That's kind yeah, of what women yeah. think about. It. Yeah, I, I could. I think actually, I think the cat helps me a lot in my dating life. Yeah. Do you really? I, I think helps so. You? Yeah, helps me. I think that on the one hand, it's like 
because I take care of him. I mean, it's not. I mean, I call him my son, and I don't. I don't pretend to think that I treat him at all. Like I don't pretend to be a father, or you know, whatever have you. I know there's a world of difference between taking care of a cat or a dog, okay, and, and a kid. I know that, uh, but I call him my son, and I do care for him greatly. He's like my. He's like the one, you know, thing, if you will. In my life, I, I say person, but he's not a person. But whatever, he means a great deal to me. He's been with me for ten years. He's followed me through uh, a lot of shit, and uh, he's just—he's—he uh, knows what's up. When when mom died, um, and and I was trying to relate to my girlfriend at the time about it. I was—I had gotten the call about it, and I, I was trying to relate to her, and I was trying to say what's up, and she just left the room. And uh, out of nowhere, Bushka, my cat, jumps up and just just jumps in my lap and kind of falls asleep. And it's like, you know, I, not for nothing, but that meant a lot to me. And I was like, oh, good. I got somebody I can talk to. Uh, Man, I got a terrible connection to you right now. Please do. Yeah, it's terrible. terrible. I mean, I hope it's not terrible to the people that are trying to listen to it because I'm sure they would tune out and listen to, you know, a hockey game or something. I mean, I can, you know, take it off if you think it's weird, but I'm ready to listen I'm well, sure I mean, if, if you think it's going over the airwaves, okay, then we're all right. But if it's anything like what I'm hearing, it's terrible. All right, go ahead. I'm just saying. Have you heard of Hulu? Yeah, Hulu. Yeah, yeah, of course. The TV site. It's got, apparently it streams TV shows. Yeah, yeah. A one-year subscription costs $119. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I think you completely went totally blank on. Oh, sorry. No, I, 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 there's Hulu free and Hulu Premium. I haven't checked the prices on the premium. I'm wondering if it's that mic you got there. That mic looks weird. To me, I, this is the same mic I've used every time. It's the connection. Well, how come like, you don't have a mic on your headset like I have? Because I, I, this is a high quality mic. This is a oh, really? <laughs> this is like a studio recording microphone. You can't oh, yeah. hear everyone because I'm in a, I'm sharing a connection with sixty transients. Oh, well, that's know. true. Yeah. So anyway, they're offering that one year Hulu Plus subscription in the current issue of Bloomberg's Business Week. They have all these gifts you can give people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're suggesting for a client a one-year Hulu Plus subscription for one nineteen, adopt a water buffalo for two fifty. Okay. Uh, you can adopt a heifer international. Will help a Filipino family plant food and haul it to the market. Two hundred fifty bucks. Okay. I just thought I'd mention some gift items for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was related. I was like, what? No, it's not. Nothing's related. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm all over the place okay. with this. So, there is no relationship to any of this. I'm trying okay. to fill up the time because I can't listen to you talk. Oh, all right. Okay. I would rather be listening more than talking, but... But you can barely hear me or, or it keeps I hear out. you. I hear you as far as the... Volume goes, yeah. but it, I hear like two words and then nothing, hmm. then one word and then nothing, you know, like that. Oh, that's a shame. But I look really bad in a bed like that. 
you know, if you were like at a table or something where right. you didn't look all that terrible head bull, you actually look <sighs> sort of like, I don't know, a vampire maybe? Uh, uh, because of the headset, you know, okay, I mean, because okay. of the headboard. Headboard is very right, right. serious looking. I mean, I, I literally, I, I just got into this. I called you while I was bringing everything into the hotel, and I said, let's do the podcast. And I got in here, and I immediately set the laptop, grabbed the mic, and got my ashtray and my soda. Uh, this is not ideal. I'm with you. But this is, no. this is what I can do. Having had my apartment, we're, uh, we're, we're doing this. We're on the fly with this. Yeah, it's right, here we go. I was literally worried all weekend. How the hell am I going to do the podcast? Well, so this, we can always move them, you know, to the next. When are you moving into a normal American apartment, as opposed to like a normal Iranian apartment? Because they have a lot of those here in California. I'm saying, when are you moving? <laughs> um. <laughs> Huh? Uh, probably this weekend. Uh, depends on... What are you going to do for the rest of this week? You're going to pay rent in a hotel. Uh, I think I might just sleep in my ho- in my apartment because, you know, I just don't have an electricity in there. I'll just set the alarm. I have I have an alarm clock that doesn't require electricity, so I'll just use that. And, uh, this, is, uh, this is just... Uh, what do you want me to is, do? You need to get yourself together here. Oh, you want me to? You want me to spend a hundred plus dollars over the next week? In, in, no, that I, could I don't be using want to, to move. spend. But I mean, you need to have alternatives to an apartment situation. When you get a fire, it should be something where somebody's comping you a room or something. I mean, they did for three not, days. They, the Red Cross not, offered me. The Red Cross offered me a place to stay, but I don't. I don't really know what the Red Cross is offering me. So you know, I, I, and also I don't want to. I don't want to waste taxpayer money, so I'm... Oh, well, stop. Wait a minute. <laughs> Red Cross offered you a place to stay, you said? Yeah. Was it a hotel? I have no idea. They asked if I needed lodging, and I said, I have it taken care of. I'm here to worry about that. All right. On Saturday night, the Red Cross asked if I needed food or lodging, and I said, no, I have it taken care of. And I did for three days. I didn't know until last night that they were in a stop, that the, my old apartment complex would stop comping my hotel um, as of last Are night. Are you still going to your job this week? Yeah, yeah. What's the cat going to do? Uh, I have been taking him to work, but I'm going to just leave him at the apartment. You've been taking the cat to work? Yeah. Uh. Again... He needs a great, you know, this might be the, the, going back to the dating thing, but, you know, he means a lot. I want to make sure he's taken care of. And he was sneezing, and I was worried about his health, so I didn't want to leave him in my apartment. Then I took him to the vet, and he's 10 years old. I took him to the vet. I said, you know, check out his lungs. They ran a series of tests. They said, this cat is as healthy as can be. They were like, I haven't seen a cat this healthy at 10 years old in a long time. Well, do the people that are on the apartment, are they going to allow you to go back into the apartment with no electricity? Uh, they haven't said anything yet. Uh, so well, I, I mean, you don't, you don't ask them or tell them you're going to be there or something? I mean, they might be doing some work in the building. But yeah, they're not going to work until... They get, they're giving me two weeks to get all my stuff out. They say they're not going to start anything until two weeks from now. So, how? Two weeks? Did you say two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. 
Jesus. I'll be moved out by then. I found a place today. I put down a deposit. I, I just can't move in until I get the rent. And I'm waiting for my old apartment to give me the money. And you they can't move me in today. until what? Until I give them the rent. And uh, my old apartment, my current apartment, uh, said they'd reimburse my rent for this month. And I called them today and they said, well, hurry it up. So because you just got a place, we'll hurry it up. So it might even be here tomorrow. I'm just, you know how it is. It's You don't tell people no, what you're no, doing. I don't, know. I don't know how it is. Don't say I know because oh, I don't. Uh, well, in situations where it's iffy on what you should do and you want to get away with something, don't ever tell people what you're going to do. Just play dumb until they tell you not to do it. By the way, when you put in your comedy skit about the dead to me, make sure you mention Laura Ephraim. Nora Ephraim. Because <clears throat> you don't like her. No, I do like her. I mean, she's a very talented writer. I mean, I, she, the fact that your politics are screwed up is, doesn't really matter to me. So why is she dead to you? She's very talented. She's very talented. Huh? So why is she dead to you? I don't hear that. It's just Why is she no. dead to you? No, she's not dead to me. Oh. She's the one who gave me the idea to use the term dead to me. Her term is she doesn't have room for certain people or certain things in her life. She no longer has room for it at her age. So I originally thought about that, and I said, okay, that's a good thing. I'm going to start doing that because there's certain things I don't feel like I have room for either. But then when I started thinking that way and actually making notes about it, I said, you know, this is the same as Tony Soprano with the dead to me. So in my vernacular, don't have room for somebody means they're dead to me. It's the same thing. That's fair. Nora Ephron did not use the term dead to me. She didn't know that term, you know, what it even means. I'm sure she But I'm saying she originated the idea by talking about not having room in her life for certain things. You know... I, I, I just, but I've said that. I mean, guy, uh, it's similar. The thing, guy's right? name is always in the news. He stole a microphone from somebody. Kanye West. That guy. See, I got no room for that. That's dead to me right there. Right. That's fair. Plus, he might be a rap singer, so that would that would take him, you know, right out of the. I don't know what right he is. I don't. I don't know his genre. I don't know what it's called. Whatever he say. is, but out yeah. of my life. I can tell you that. Okay. But he, you're, now, you're clearly not his target audience, so I'm sure it doesn't. I, I would assume no. he's dead to you. I can I can Absolutely. probably rattle off fifty things that are dead to you, and I'd be right on forty nine. Don't do that because I have to do these things in my own individual brain. I won't. I won't. Right now, Julian Assange is very alive to me. Oh, I'm sort of fascinated by the. WikiLeaks thing, WikiLeaks, Wiki, WikiLeak leaks. Yeah, it's tough to say. I'm kind of fascinated. By it. Okay. Huh? I said I, it's tough to say for me as well. Julius Julian Assange. He did appear in court today. Mm-hmm. By the way, although they didn't arrest him or anything, he's apparently being charged with some sort of rape, harassment, or something. Yeah. Back in Sweden or Finland or Iceland or somewhere, Norway maybe I don't know. Yeah, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. Okay, none of those cold places. Well, he uh, 
He's fascinating. I wanted to mention a little science here. Can we bring up some science? By all means. All right. <clears throat> we got to do something because I, I don't know what you're doing. There. I feel okay. bad that, like, you can't hear me because I can hear you fine. It's, yeah, it is bad. Uh, I feel bad. Okay. NASA. Do you know what NASA is? Yeah. N-A-S-A? Of course. You know about that. Okay. Natural Aeronautic Space Administration. Administration. Yeah. Headquartered in Clear Lake City, Texas. Mm-hmm. Down there where the astronauts live in Houston. It's actually south of Houston. Down by the Gulf of Mexico. You know, the first word uttered by a human being on the moon was what? What do you think it was? Houston. The first word. The first Houston. Word. There you go. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 a big deal. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, this is an article, this is an article in the Wall Street Journal, Monday, December sixth. And the headline of the article is "Life as We Don't Know It." Yes. Very interesting. Yeah, the new NASA, life they found. The new life. The DNA 2.0. Yeah. The what now? The DNA 2.0. The new life. No, there's no 2.0 involved in this. Yeah, that's what they call but it. But it is, it, it is a DNA thing. Yeah. And what the thing is that for the first time in history, as the article says, scientists have found a new type of DNA that does not incorporate the usual six elements carbon hydrogen nitrogen phosphorus and sulfur these microbes have replaced the phosphorus phosphorus atom in the dna with arsenic yeah a sleight of hand will start to be impossible now it says here that the discovery raises the possibility that shadow life may exist on Earth and perhaps even on other planets. There might be other microbial life forms out there over billions of years have been forced to modify their DNA to survive in different environments. Now, what this means to me is this is a fascinating thing as far as I'm concerned because now... You think about, you know, when you when you have beings from other planets in the movies. Yeah. They always, you know, they, they whatever they look like, they might be horrible, but they all have ears and eyes and hands and feet and everything. Of course. What this article is telling you is that's not what these other beings are going to look like. <laughs> yeah. These other beings are going to look quite different than anything we can even in our imagine in our brains because they're going to be formed by these bacteria which is actually how 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 we started as well as human beings in the in the soup pool as they call it yeah so now here we are all these scientists all these years with their six elements that are in the dna they find out there's another one <laughs> Uh, Which means there could there could be untold numbers of like when they say there's no life on the moon, they're gonna have to restructure that statement. Yeah. 
because they weren't looking for arsenic-eating microbes at the time they made that test. Right, right. right. <laughs> I love that, see? See, By the way, what's fascinating to me about a lot of these, uh, hopefully you can hear me. I, I only ever have a word, oh, but man, go ahead. It's killing me. Uh, what's fascinating to me is, like, there's a number of scientific discoveries or, uh, yeah, that I've heard in recent years that kind of make me feel like I'm accidentally a genius because yeah. in my dumb brain, I said a lot of this crap and everybody thought I was nuts. Yeah. For instance, uh, that one where they said, well, there's no life here, there's no life there. And they would say, well, the origins of life are these things. And my initial thought, and this is not me being smart, just like right off the bat, was like, well, how do you know that all life is identical throughout the entire cosmos? You know what I'm saying? And then then recently, now, something I've said since high school uh, was that, that the universe and the cosmos is this it is the eternal thing that everybody's looking for in gods of all kinds is that the, the cosmos if energy and matter cannot be created or destroyed then it's everlasting and it's just a cycle and just this week scientists came out and said well it turns out that there's no beginning of the universe it's just a cycle and we can look at these sections of the universe where there's uh, these rays and find out about the history and to find out that the Big Bang, quote-unquote, happened many, 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 many times throughout all of eternity. Yeah. It's that kind of thing where you're like, my dumb brain came up with this. And going like, wait, it seems to me that blankety-blank, and people go, ah, no, you're nuts. And then science comes along and goes, well, actually, you know... I, when I was in when I was in elementary school, they talked about we have no idea how the pyramids are made, and I said, "Well, it seems to me that you could just pour sand and dirt into a structure as you went up, instead of this thing that they kept saying, oh, they moved these big blocks and they chiseled them.'" And I said, "Why couldn't they just mix sand and dirt from the area and make it as they went?" And the whole class and the teacher like laughed at me, and then it comes out that's how they were made. Well, you should have been a scientist, maybe. Yeah, I'm not smart enough. I'm just saying. All right, now. <laughs> now <laughs> That's what's fascinating. What, what, caught my, what really caught my eye on this four-column article, Life as We Don't Know It, mm-hmm. written by Mikhail Kaku, the professor of theoretical college of New York, and author of the forthcoming Physics of the Future, How Science Will Shape Human Destiny in Our Daily Lives in the Year 2100. I may not be around for that. Anyway, the first paragraph of the article is genius. Here's the way it starts. As expected, comma, NASA scientists did find alien life, not in space, but in California. (laughs) (laughs) Proving once again your theory that we live on an entirely different planet out here. Well, you know, it's I don't have to prove that theory. That theory is a given right there. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you a headache with my final piece of science for the evening. Uh, Wall Street Journal from November 29th. This is a review of a book 
It's called Once Before Time, A Whole Story of the Universe by Martin Bojewal. Okay. Now, Mr. Bojewal, uh is a Penn State physicist. This is going to be quick because this will give you a headache to even try to comprehend what he's talking about here. Apparently, physicists have hung on to a theory to do with what's called general relativity because it provides the best explanation. Which is a big explanation deal. of what now? Gravity. Oh, okay. It provides the best explanation of gravity, which is what holds the whole solar system together. But general relativity ignores quantum effects, which is physics of the very small. I love that. See, that's what I love, is that kind of thing. In other words, I can throw out it during a golf match, you know, that a certain thing that I do with my golf ball on the green reminds me of quantum physics. Yeah. <laughs> it's the physics of the very small. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I would wonder the theory, to but under, go ahead. Go to ahead. Understand, now, here's the headache. All right. To understand the full interaction of matter and forces and forces requires a quantum approach to gravity. Now, that sentence right there is a headache. Yeah. If there was a Big Bang, it was a quantum phenomena involving the entire universe, only only excluable using quantum gravitation which means very small. So this guy is saying that there's two kinds of thinking about this gravitational general uh, relativity thing. Mm -hmm. One of them is the string theory, and the other is the thing that he calls loop quantum gravity. Now that's that's about it. I I don't want to... It's really interesting, but that, that <laughs> if you could think of these huge genius guys, they all have ball heads and big brains, yeah. and they're sitting around talking about this subject, and one of them kind of raises his hand to add to the subject. Let me see if I can pick up the word. Physicists Paul Steinhardt and Neil Turok have proposed, now catch this, an eprotic model where two universes floating in multi-dimensional space collide to produce a new beginning for the universe. The word is E-K-P-Y-R-O-T-I-C unfound in the dictionary. It's probably online, however. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce that. Yeah, I mean, anyway, so that's that's science for the evening right there. You got the NASA uh, thing that they don't know about, and you got the uh, two theories of the uh, Big Bang relativity, quantum uh, loop, uh, string theory, uh, uh, small uh, things in the world. So that's that, that's that's that. What's interesting to me is that I've done a lot of research on quantum theory, quantum physics. Yeah. And uh, 
it, there's so much weird stuff in quantum physics that'll blow your head off that it hurts. Oh, it does. Oh. You see, here, here's to me what 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 that discussion is about. And I've been to at least three different kinds of seminars when these things come up at different colleges in the area. I love to go and listen to these guys talk about this because okay. they're dead serious. Yeah. Dead serious. And I always have to bring up the question of, it seems to me this puzzle is... When you find the answer, it's going to be the answer to the question, what was God doing before he created the earth? That's going to be the question, just like Johnny Carson. He used to have, they'd come out there, and they would give him the answer to the question, and he would give the question. Right, yeah, done it. With, the, with the envelope. Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> so that's what this is going to be. They, they're, going to, they're going to have the answer... But they're not going to know the question. And the question is going to be, what was God doing before he created Eric? Because that's what's so puzzling. Right. That That's the puzzle, in actual fact. Sure. That's why human beings cannot figure it out. <laughs> I don't think they're going to. <laughs> well, the, the crazy thing about quantum stuff is that the, the current theory that gets floated around, uh, have you heard of Schrodinger's hat, cat, rather? I didn't hear. I didn't hear that at all. What'd you say? Uh, Schrodinger's cat. Still, I can't understand you. Schrodinger's cat. No. Um, it's it's a quantum physics experiment. What they found is they had these slits. I don't remember the name of the experiment. Uh, you can look it up, but it's something quantum slit is probably what you want to look up. And, uh, yeah. and what they found is they were firing these uh, atoms, I guess it was, through these slits. And when they watched it, the things would go through this slit or that slit or whatever and make a pattern on this wall behind it. And then they stopped watching it, and it looked like the atoms were going through two or three slits at a time because of the pattern on the wall. So they say, what the hell? So they turn on the cameras, and, and they watched again, and uh, yet again, the slits are going through one or the other. And what it turned out, the best theory they had was, like, if you're not watching, it can go anywhere, because there's any number of possibilities, as long as it's uh, not being observed. Uh, that's the quantum reality, is there's... there's uh, a, an infinite number of dimensions. Everything that you do can be done infinite number of ways in infinite number of dimensions, but you're only seeing the one that you're in right now. And it gets so yeah, yeah. far into this weird crap where it's like, like there's a version of you in an alternate dimension where you're a mobster like Tony Soprano, and there's one where you're a construction worker, and there's one where <laughs> both of us are rock stars, and you're Ozzy Osbourne, and I'm your son, or whatever... Uh, there's so many alternate dimensions, but you're only observing the one that you can see right now. And Schrodinger's so you see, cat, now that's a headache. Yeah, yeah. Well, Schrodinger's cat. What Schrodinger said was, um, if you wanted to set up a quantum experiment, then you'd have to set a cat in a box with a with a cyanide capsule to where any alteration any movement by the cat or whatever have you 
would instantly cause the cyanide capsule to expand and kill the cat. And so his experiment, he didn't actually do it, is if you put a cat in a box with a cyanide capsule, which wherein any movement would destroy the capsule and thereby kill the cat, would the cat be alive or dead when you opened the box? I got you. That's Schrodinger's cat when they talk about quantum. Quantum stuff screws with your head. That's and, uh, All right, now, you know. because I can't hear you and you're rambling, <laughs> um, <laughs> and right. you pop it in the mic. I coughed over here, uh, over to the side. I want to give the audience, the, I want to give a tremendous audience that we've lost because you can't hear anything. Um, <laughs> sort of a preview of something that's bouncing around in my head that could become serious. Okay. I'm serious not from the standpoint of boring, but serious from the standpoint of exciting. Okay, you ready? Sure. The city I live in is Arlington, Texas. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Arlington, Texas is a suburb of two big cities, Fort Worth and Dallas. It's right in between. And it's part of six and a half million people that live in the Forward Dallas area. But I'm going to propose, I'm going to have to have a website for this, so you're going to have to help me with it. <laughs> I'm going to propose that we move the capital of the United States of America to Arlington, Texas. Okay, now, <clears throat> there's a number of reasons for this. One is... Our current regime that's in there talks so much about change. Of course, it's been changed for the bad, but, I mean, they talked about change. I don't want to get into politics, so I'm staying away from that. But this would be a drastic change because there'd be all these new rules, new laws, new regulations, new Congress that would take place by moving the capital from Washington, D.C. to Arlington, Texas. Now, you know, we have better weather than Washington has. We're better located because we're in the center of the country. We're actually in the center of the world. If you measure to, uh, if you took a map and you put China and all that on one side and Europe on the other side, you'll find if you measure to Azerbaijan to Beijing with us in the middle, that Arlington would be, right at 7,000 miles from both of those places. If you measured from Costa Rica and the uh, Central America to Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada, you'll find that Arlington is right in the middle. If you measured from San Diego on the Pacific to Charleston on the Atlantic, you'll find that Arlington is right in the middle. So that's what I'm going to propose. We're moving the capital of the United States to Arlington, Texas. Now, all ramifications from that, I've already devised, I have a book about 70 pages of notes that will tell you more about what happens (laughs) after we do that. And it's not political, okay? This is not politics in any way. Okay. It has nothing to do with parties or anything else. But it does have to do with moving the capital, and what happens if we do that? Well, what's confused me 
for most of my young life was that that DC <laughs> DC is not a state. Ergo, no, it's not. Yeah, ergo, the the capital of the United States is not united with the other states on account of it's a district of Columbia, and if we were technical, we have fifty one states, but that doesn't count. So I'm well, like, why right. are you running it from a foreign country, more or less? Not literally, but well, all you, of that it, is going to go by the wayside once we move the capital. Well, I think you, you should. Say, you should write a book. Would, capital, you should do that. Move, write a book, and then we can we can we can make this podcast way famous. Well, I, I'm going to need to talk to you at some point online about the website I want to have because what I'm going to do is, well, it's got to do with. You're having a huge audience of people wanting to take part in this move. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be neat. Believe me, it's a very, it's a very good idea. I shouldn't even be spewing it out because someone's going to steal my idea. But I wanted to spew it out anyway. Well, at least in this way, in copyright law, you know, we'll have proof that it went up at a certain yeah, time. That's true. So yeah, that's know. true. Yeah, that's true. Prior record. Prior I'm, not record that interested. I'm not that interested in the copyright and somebody making money and all of that. I'm more interested in the idea itself being stolen and going right. in some other direction. Sure, sure. Uh, this this is, uh, this is a matter that uh, is going to be coming to light, and I'll probably get interviewed and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> when the news gets out. Of course, of course. Now, this is the guy, you know, it's going to be in entertainment tonight or something. We want you to meet the guy who wants to move the capital of the United States from Washington to Arlington, Texas. No, you know right. that. It sounds, yeah. it sounds a little strange, you know, off the bat. Uh, I mean, I actually, you know, I don't, I don't have Believe I me, care less makes, myself, but I think it, it makes, makes more sense to move it into a state that's actually a state. So I'm fine with that. It, it makes so much more sense when I get around to getting all the particulars that the, the crowds of people that are going to want to take part in what I need to do here is going to be enormous. Right, right. Anyway, we'll, you and I can deal with this separately, you know, without but, going through. But Texas is a cessationist kind of, you have a huge, you have a huge uh, party out there that wants Texas to be its own country. Like yeah, literally that, its own country. Am I right? That's still the case. That's true. I would okay. probably fall in that category, but okay. this is really not. This is really not that. I'm not forming a new country or something. No, no, no. I'm, what I'm wondering is if I the people who move, wanted I just to do want that to move the capital as a as a way to start something new, a different life, a different type of lifestyle, a different different history of our country. We want to start a new one. And this is the best way to do it, is to move the capital. Now, my question is, the people who would want Texas as its own country, do you think they would be more in favor or against this, or is that completely a different argument entirely? I think that that they may be somewhat in favor of it just because it happens to be Texas where the capital will be moved, but it's... It, we're not isolating the state of Texas or the city of Arlington from the rest of the country. So okay. part of it doesn't work for the people that want to have Texas as its own country. We're still going to be the United States of America. Sure. But the capital is going to be in Arlington and not in Washington. That, that's all I'm saying. 
Now, there's more ramifications to doing that, and that's the fun part. That's the part that everyone that wants to can take part in and just enjoy it and make it just a great event, and let's just get it done. And you're going to see by the time I go through my explanation, stage by stage, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I think you will definitely agree with it. I don't have an issue. When I was a kid, I used to think, I thought when I was a kid, I used to think that the capital of the U.S. Now I'm getting internet connection problems. When I was a kid, I...